you've heard the reading of the scripture from Luke 24, 33 through 49. And so, God, we do thank you for this word. We thank you for this scripture, for this story, for allowing us to understand your thoughts and your plans for us. We bless your name for this sermon. As we deliver, we ask that you will take Iantha out of Iantha and take Keith out of Keith and allow us to hear from heaven and present what you have given to us on this day, in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. 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 It had been a rough time in the city, Minister Swan. Rough because the believers had suffered with a crisis of faith. What's a crisis of faith? A crisis of faith meant that they had seen the Savior fulfill his words. They had seen earthquakes and a, a three-hour blackout in the sky that instantly turned day to night. They had seen the dead bodies come up out of their graves and they saw them walk the streets of the holy city. It had been a rough time in the city. Rough because the believers had suffered with a crisis of faith after I. A crisis of faith meant that they had seen the Savior. It was rough because uh, they had seen the nails in Jesus' hands and his feet. And they had seen the blood gush from his body after being pierced in his side. They seen him lock his head in his shoulders and cry out to the Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? It had been a rough time in the city. For they had seen this bloody beaten and weakened Jesus before he ended his monologue on the cross with the words, it is finished. He was signifying that his work here on earth was done. You know, they saw him die of asphyxiation, the George Floyd kind, I can't breathe condition. They saw him die of dehydration. They saw him die of humiliation and they saw him die of castigation right in front of him. Yes, it was a rough time in the city. Rough because now after being in the tomb like he said for three days, he rose from the tomb like he said he would. But guess what? Nobody could or would be sure of this resurrection. Because you see, after the women went to the grave to see him and to worship him and put ointments on him, they found that he was no longer there. Yes, 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 yes. It had been a rough time in the city. But the scriptures show us that 
it was about to be happiness time in the city, that it was about to be a time of delight in the city, that it was about to be composure, restoration, and contentment time in the city. Why? Well, I'm so glad you asked me this morning because the uncertainty of the crisis of faith, which was the agony and the anxiety and the mystery of this situation was coming to an end. Hallelujah. Luke records in chapter 24 and 7 that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men then crucified, and the third day, rise again. Oh, yes, that was the prophecy. And so Mary Magdalene, uh -huh. Johanna, and Mary, the mother of James, and then somewhere along the line, Peter, the rock, actually see Jesus. Yeah. So they could tell the story. Here where they were as witnesses to tell the story. Yes, it was about to become comfort time, in the city because at least someone has seen Jesus. And they not only saw him, but they saw him alive. Hallelujah. It was enough to ignite the faith one more time. But not everyone, not everyone, not everyone, y'all know how it is. Not everyone in the believer's robe was sure this. Why is that, Pastor Keith? Because the glimmer of excitement, that glimmer of comfort wasn't widespread yet. Uh -huh. You see, people of God, even though Christ had proven his words true, there is always someone who doesn't believe it. Mm. Y'all know how we are. We see them every day. Mm -hmm. You see, back then the rumors were still being spread that the body was stolen from the Jews. Others thought that the body was simply moved to a secret location so Jesus' followers could not find him. Yeah, yeah. And you know, Peter had already denied Christ uh, and already said he didn't know him even before he died. So, so many of the Jews never believed in this resurrection story even to this day. But this crisis in the city began to move toward comfort, even contentment, that the story was true. Mm -hmm. Because after Jesus walked on the road to Emmaus and talked with some of the people, they were finally recognizing him as the Messiah. And they came away saying, oh, didn't our hearts burn? Indicating how that's good true. the true. conversation was with the man who was Jesus. People of God, I don't know about you, but, but don't it always feel good when you can have a little talk with Jesus? Ah. Uh, when, don't, don't you know when, that he'll hear your faintest cry and he will answer by, by oh, yes, when that little prayer wheel is turning and you know that the fire is burning because you're having a little talk with Jesus and that makes it all right. But then, but then, but then, Pastor, I, as the disciples were trying to figure it out, hallelujah, God had already worked it out. Mm -hmm. The mess that they thought they were going to have to deal with and they were in 
uh, was about to become a miracle, Reverend Burrell, right there in the city. Uh -huh. In fact, the miracle wasn't just in the city, uh -huh. but the Bible records that, like Tasha Cobb said, uh, there's a song uh, in there. There's a miracle in this room. Not just any room, but this room. And it's got my name on it. Talking about Jesus will bless us right where we are. And she also said in her song that there's a breakthrough in this room with my name on it. So people of God, I hope you know today that when Jesus comes right where you are, there's a miracle that has just walked into your circumstances. <laughs> Holiday, when Jesus comes, there is a breakthrough that has walked into our situations. When Jesus comes, there is a healing that has walked into the room right where we are. I watched earlier this week as I had given financially and spiritually to the kingdom work, mm -hmm. how God immediately sent a return blessing in multiples more than I expected. So I just say to you, won't he do it? Mm -hmm. I know he will. You can get on my street if you like, but he will do it. And when Jesus comes in the healing and that he brings to our problems, they are especially for us. And they have our name on. I'm so glad he knows my name. He knows my name. I don't know about you, but I want to make sure that he knows my name. And you need to get right with God and make sure that he knows your name. Because the glimmer of comfort and hope and excitement in the city Turn to all out joy when the Bible records that Luke uh, it, uh, says that he appeared, appeared, appeared in the room among his disciples. They don't know how it got there, but he just came into the room. Thank you, Jesus. Let me tell you something. Ricky Dillard, in a recent song, 2020, wrote these words to this song called Release. He said, there's a blessing in the room today. Are you ready? Well, get ready. It's already been released. There's a blessing in the room today. Are you ready? And if not, you need to get ready because it's already been released. He also said, there's a healing in the room today. Are you ready? Get ready because it's already been released. And we just want you to know there's a breakthrough in the room today. Mm. Are you ready? Get ready. It's already been released. So now if you all are looking for a subject for today, we ask you, are you ready? And then we tell you, Get ready, because it's already been released. Mm. All right, Pastor Keith, I'm already excited, excited, excited about the word of God and what he has laid on our hearts to share 
this morning. Are you ready? Get ready. Yes, yes, yes. I believe I'm ready. Ah, I, I, I am now. We might be talking to somebody that's not quite sure. Uh, maybe they are in that believer's road that's not quite believing yet. But we're going to tell you ahead of time to get ready because it's already been released. Uh, why do we keep saying that? Uh, it's because we want you to get those words down in your spirits today. Uh, you see, this text is a great demonstration of how Jesus appears even when we're not ready for him to appear. Yeah. Uh, we don't anticipate the blessing. Yeah. Uh, we don't anticipate the healing. Yeah. We don't anticipate the saving or the raising. Uh, and this is the exact place uh, that the disciples found themselves as they walked along the road to Emmaus uh, and Jesus was in their midst. Yeah. I want us to take a few minutes uh, and look closer at the scripture that was read earlier in the in the service. Mm -hmm. So if we take a look at verse number 36, Jesus really did appear right where they were. He comes into their space. He yeah. comes into the room, if you will. Yeah. There's no fanfare. There's no grand entrance. There's yeah. no bodyguards. Right. It's just Jesus showing up like he does in our stuff. Yeah. But in this crisis situation they are in, they see Jesus right before their very eyes. He comes in. He comes in their midst, Pastor Keith. And I love it when I read it in the text. This is what stood out to me. He says, peace be with you. Yes, yes, uh -huh, yes. uh -huh. Do you know what kind of day we've had? Do, do you know what we ran across? Do, do you know how perplexed and befuddled we feel? And you come up and say, peace be with you. Peace. Peace. Really? Peace. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh. You see, the day had started. It started out, uh, uh, Minister Swan, with a whole lot of stuff going on. Uh, uh, but peace uh, uh, wasn't the way that we could describe it. Um, odd, uh, maybe. Uh, peculiar, certainly. Uh, but peace uh, <coughs> wasn't at the top of anybody's list. Uh, oh, but when we think about it, church, it can't. Can I press pause for a minute? And can we think about what Jesus brings when he steps into our story? We can experience the freedom from the commotion that the world is doing. And because the world does its best to distract us. The world does its best to throw us off course. The world does its best to help us not see Jesus in anything or in any place. Oh, but he came into their space and he uttered the words, peace be with you. Yeah. Oh, can I tell y'all, church, we ought not be surprised because he can't help but to bring a word of peace. He can't help but to bring a word of calm. Yeah. Why? Because the, the prophet Isaiah had already prophesied hundreds of years before in Isaiah 9 and 6, 
but I want us to go a little bit deeper. Is anybody here ready to take a deeper dive and to see and speak is more than bringing calm to a conversation, but he brings a spiritual harmony by the individual's restoration with God. Oh, that's a whole mouthful right there. And I ask you a question. Has Jesus restored you? Oh, I'll give you a second or two to think about it. But I know for me, yes, he has. Oh, he has restored me, Pastor Keith. And anybody who calls on the mighty name of Jesus, you too have been restored. How do I know? I know it because Romans 5 and 1 says that we are restored to a relationship of peace with God. God. Oh, that's good news for somebody this morning. Just like he showed up on the road and talked to the disciples, he can show up for you. Yeah. Oh, yes, he can. And when he does, he can bring that deep abiding peace between your heart and his own. Yeah. And guess what? Guess what, church? It's not the kind of peace that the world gives yeah. because the world didn't get it and the world can't take it away. Are you ready now? I hope you are ready. If not, you better get ready because God's peace has already been released. Oh, I got something else to tell you. Oh, don't do me out too soon. You see, because when we move on in our text and we get to verses 37 through 39, what we see is that they were troubled. They were terrified and afraid. So Jesus, this time, he asks a question. He said, why are you scared? And why are you doubting me? Can't can you tell I'm not a ghost? I, I need somebody in here to just look at my hands and I need you to look at my feet. Yeah. I need you to see, oh God, that I, I was the one who was hanging on that cross, but now I am the one who is standing in your midst. I can tell you all that the Bible shows us that Jesus was there in their midst in a physical form, yeah. in a touchable, immortal, and imperishable form, and this scared the disciples to death and fear saying oh I know I know I know I'm gonna slow my road because I, I need to tell you all something I, I, I need to say that when fear when fear steps in <laughs> it, 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 it can mess us up yes. but I need to ask a question this morning how many of you realize that Fear can be the enemy of our progress. It can be the antagonist to our destiny and the opponent to our promotion. Oh, I'm talking to somebody this morning that has let fear set into your heart. Ah, you see, but there's a problem. Church, there's a problem with fear. Somebody said, what's the problem, Pastor? What's the problem? Ah, you see, fear, fear is that negative emotion, and it can be caused by real or even perceived threats 
uh, to our well-being. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you see, even, even when we perceive it, uh, it ain't even real. Uh, it ain't nothing to get up. Uh, it ain't nothing to hurt us. Uh, Jesus was just walking alongside, uh, having a conversation, uh, but they were afraid. Uh, but see, what happens when fear sets in, uh, and this is how it can be so dangerous, uh, because it will flood your mind with doubt. Um, it'll flood your heart with hesitation. Yeah. And it'll give you a trepidation. It'll put a grip on you so strong that even when God tells you to move, who am I talking to this morning? You won't be able to move. Oh my God. Yeah. And that's one of the problems we find with fear. Yeah. You see, people of God, I want to tell you that no matter how afraid you might be in your situation. Yeah. Hallelujah. I don't care how afraid you might be to step out in faith and do what the Lord has called you to do. Yeah. Our advice to the house this morning is to release your fear because God has already released his favor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. come on, somebody. Yeah. Walk in the favor of God. And let the fear go behind. Because yeah. you've got to be in a position. You've got to be in a posture to receive it. Yes, Are you ready? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the question. And so we say to you, uh, get ready. Oh, my, 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 I'm excited this morning. I'm excited in the text this morning. This text, uh, this text spoke to my heart this morning because when I got down to verse number 41, what we find uh, is that uh, uh, we must have to ask you a question. Ask you a question too. Uh, are, are you looking for a blessing? Uh, are you? Anybody, anybody on the line, anybody on uh, 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 Facebook Live, are you ready? For a blessing, are you looking for a blessing? Uh, well, come on back because uh, brother Ricky tells us, uh, he says in his song, In His Presence, There Is Joy. Yes, ah, and I know that was the case back in the verse, in verse number 41. He says that still they stood there in disbelief, filled with joy and wonder. Yeah. Then he asks them, do you have anything here to eat? Oh, that sounds like somebody who's alive and well to me. Yeah. Sounds like somebody who's still in the blessing business. Yeah. Still sounds like somebody who can give that which is what we are asking. Oh, but 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 the, the verse says that they were out, they were still afraid, Pastor Chief. They were still afraid. They had not come away and released the fear that had settled in their hearts. Uh, but while they still marveled at the sight, uh, at Jesus alive and well in the room, yeah. and they were filled with great joy that Jesus was right there with them once again. And I'm going to stress the word again. You see, we got to think about it. Here, the comforter of Christ spoke to them in the flesh, and he did it again. His love and friendship was now speaking to them so they could see him again. Happiness was also speaking to them again, but not only that, but victory was speaking to them. I said again, 
receive something special from the Lord this morning. You see, the heavens are open and the Spirit, I said the Spirit is below. Do you need blessings upon your finances, yeah. on your emotions, in your physical or mental health? In your decision making, on your job, do you need a blessing? Well, we want you to know, believers of Christ, that the heavens are open and the Spirit is flowing for whatever it is that you need. Paul has already written in Philippians 4 and 19 that he will supply. Woo! I said he will supply your needs according to his riches in glory. And since I know, we ought to know that our Father is rich, that he will give us whatever we need. Is there a witness in the room this morning? I ask the question again, are you ready? Somebody better get ready because your need is about to be supplied. Oh, God. Get ready, get ready, get ready. And after all of that that took place, verse 49 reminds us that Jesus told them to wait. Wait right there. I'm telling somebody. I'm telling somebody, wait. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait just a minute. Wait. Wait for the comforter coming to your space. Jesus wants you to wait. Get yourselves ready for the blessing, for the healing. Jesus wants us to be ready and anticipate good things happening in our spirits because it's already been released and it is headed in our direction. Does anybody receive this word today? Is anybody ready, ready, ready? To receive that which God is about to pour out into your head. Oh, come on, church. Come on, come on. I, I need you to put on your sanctified imagination and see the Spirit of the Lord in the room with you. Knowing your name, knowing your situation, knowing your issue, knowing what else you but also knowing your future. Come on, church. Get yourselves ready. Get yourselves ready for what the Lord has for you and the people of God. Said amen. Amen.